What's going on all you cleat heads out there? Lazio close here for another episode of the Kicking Cleats. Um, guys, I, I, I know everything's kind of been heated the last few days, especially after that post I made about Inzaghi. I will talk to the, about that post soon. Uh, let's just jump in City out right now. Obviously, we're talking about La Liga, Bundesliga. Uh, a little bit more news in City. Ah, a lot of changes have been happening as well too. I'm also talking about the uh, Milan and Roma game and how kind of controversial that was. So let's get started. For midweek action, I'm going to be posting everything on my Instagram story. Um, I was going to do another episode, but I said I'll just throw everything on the uh, on the gram and then we'll kind of go from there. So let's just talk about everything over the weekend and uh, let's go from there. So we are going to start off with... Spezia and Parma 2-2. Uh, Parmigiano coming up with a draw, which is good in their opinion. I I still think that they're in danger. Again, they haven't played uh, the Romanian kind of superstar, you may say. Man, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they bought him. If, if they spent 12 million euros plus bonuses for this kid. He's been subbed on and off. He's been not given that playing time. And if I were him, I'd be pretty pissed for sure. And I believe that he's a great player. If he was going to stay in Romania, he was going to be a Romanian player of the year for sure. Obviously, different leagues, I get that. But when you're playing with a team of Parma, utilize him. You know what I mean? He should be used. You know, 12 million. Like, come on, guys. Be a little smarter than that. Uh, Bologna Lazio. Now, again, I'm furious with Inzaghi. I know my, that when the post... So if anybody doesn't know what was going on with that post, I posted a, a picture of Claudio, Michelin man, whatever, and Inzaghi. And at the bottom, I put the Dumb and Dumber, like the movie Dumb and Dumber title. And man, oh man, did I get the heat. I got the gears thrown out me. Now... Don't get me wrong. Oh, especially that one guy. I, I'm not going to say his name, but I will respond back to you. I haven't forgot about you. I will respond back to you. He made some valid points, and I'm going to respond back to you. Don't you worry. So if you're listening, buddy, I will respond back to you. I haven't forgot about you. Anyways, some people were just outright delusional. They were just so delusional. Defending Zagi left, right, and center. Just not giving the, the the guy any time of the day in a sense of like, you know, oh, he's our hero. He's won us cups and he's doing the best that he can. Okay, guy. And other people made good valid points. Okay. The reason why I'm upset with Inzaghi. Now, again, all three of them need to be sacked, dismissed. So, Claudio, uh, Taki there with the Albanese guy there, um, and, and Inzaghi. They all need to be sacked because... Time and time again, Inzaghi has been defended. People have been sticking their neck out, their neck out for Inzaghi. Me being one of them, and he's not improving as a coach in a sense because he's playing again. This whole formation, you can argue all day you want. People, the right side are gonna say he doesn't have enough players. The left side they say, oh, it's his best formation. We won the Coppa Italia with that. We've won a lot of cups with that. So on and so forth. Okay, so this is where I'm gonna stop you right there. One. These cups that he's won, great, fantastic, perfect, move on. It's time for change now. When we won the Super Cup, when we Copa Italia, that was a good year two years ago now. I, I, that's, that's, stop. Stop using that kind of excuse. And speaking of cups, I made a point that players, other players in Europe aren't going to look at Lazio because of the Super Cup, because of the Copa Italia. Now, you can argue with me all day, but a player... 
like a superstar player, it's not going to look at Lazio and be like, hmm, oh my God, they won the Super Cup. They won the Coppa Italia. I want to go there. No, no, no. They look at, did they win the Scudetto? That's what's important, the Scudetto. Yeah, you can collect these these cups all you want and, and whatever. That's fine. And I don't want to sound ungrateful. But if you don't win the Scudetto, that means Dilly squad if you want to get the players you, you want to get. Now, in Inzaghi's defense... I mean, he's not in control of buying the players. This is not they. They shit the bet on that one for sure. And again, all three of them. And at at this point in time, Inzaghi needs to start getting heat now. I, it's I'm I'm getting frustrated with these fans, so called fans, defending him all the time, making excuses up for him. And I'm a Lazio fan too. I'm not scared to give my t- uh, team shit. He needs to smarten up. He needs to bring back a fullback from the loan system. I know this sounds ridiculous. Maybe bring back Johnny. I know they got rid of him for a reason. Bring somebody back because obviously this formation isn't working. It's not working. And it's not going to work for a while because we don't have the players to do this. We don't have, as, as I said the last episode, we don't have beast of a monsters of players to play that formation. So I'm going to be making a post soon. I, I kind of made my own um, formation. It's going to be a 4-4-2. I'll explain later before anyone starts attacking me and starts having, like, you know, hard feelings and starts crying in a corner. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a Lazio fan. I love my club, okay? I bleed the blue and white. Don't get me wrong. But at this point, Inzaghi needs to get some heat, guys. You need to wake up and smell the espresso. Enough's enough now. He gave me, He came into this bar in Munich playing against them, thinking that they weren't Bayern Munich. Like, I don't know what delusional mind or fantasy world he was living in. Playing that formation. And again, playing with Patrick. And as you can see, the Bologna game, I mean, you can argue all day you want that the the goals that they could have been prevented. The first one, you there's no way. I mean, Lazzari was was he wasn't defending, he was way out in the open. You know what I mean? He he let, you know, uh, number fifteen there, Murugai there, wide, wide open. I mean, he could have had him. I mean, Lazzari is he's, he's He's a winger, but he can play a, a, a defender in the fullback position technically. And he was back in the box, deep in there, and he couldn't defend the player. Second goal, I mean, it is what it is. The two players did run into each other, Patrick and Muric there. I mean, the the volley, you, you, there's no way you could have stopped that volley. There's no way. The marking was, was disgusting. That's the marking and the communication between the two players of the Lazio team. That was That was horrendous. Again, the second goal, I, I'm not going to blame anybody. That was a volley. There's no way Reyna could have stopped that. So I'm, I'm going to give kind of Lazio kind of a break on that sense. But again, at the end of the day, uh, Lazio need to smarten up. The coach needs to smarten up. Everybody needs to smarten up as a team, as a whole. Uh, Immobile, you should have done better, man. Like, oh, come on. You, you're known. You're a specialist. I know you're not going to get them 100%, but this was an easy penalty for you. Was it a penalty? Meh. Yes and no. I mean, you can look at it all you want. I, I'm not too sure where I stand with that penalty. But when it came to the, the execution of the penalty, Immobile, come on, man. Like, my, my nonna could have scored that. You know what I mean? It's just, it, I know I'm going to get heat for that for saying I don't care, guys. I, I got to speak the truth. I got to go it against the green. I'm not going to be in a gray world where I'm I'm fluorescent pink, you know, flamingos. You know, I won't look cute, okay? Give, give me a break. Anyways, guys, all jokes aside. Oh, and with the Torino and Lazio game being, you know, forfeited, everyone was asking me, 
uh, are you happy with the three points and this and that? I'm I'm not happy at all. I'm I'm not. I just feel very disappointed in a sense because we had a chance to prove everybody that we're still a good team. Even though it was Torino, I get it. Torino's not having a good season and stuff like that. But Torino, when they're on their A game, they're on their A game. Belotti, when he's on his A game, he's on his A game. I felt like Torino may have given us a hard time. We could have. You know, blown past them. Who knows? It's really tough to tell after this, you know, horrendous Bologna game. We lost to a cold cut, pretty much. We lost to Bologna. Like, come on. So, what makes you think that we may have, you know, blown past Torino? Torino in the past have have been giving us a tough time here and there, not consist consistently, but there's been a few times where Torino's been kind of put her backs up to the wall and stuff like that. So, I'm not happy. No, uh, for the record, I'm not happy with this three points. Uh, every time I'm going to be looking at the table, I'm going to be taking away three points. Maybe at the end of the season, if it's something important, maybe we qualify for Champions League, which I don't see that happening. Maybe I'll be kind of a little bit excited for that. But as of right now, these three points mean nothing to me. Uh, moving on, Verona and Juventus. Thank God for Verona. I've been saying this team time and time again. This team has been impressing everybody. Even though they they've lost three of their best players last season, that didn't matter. They gave Juve a tough time. Juve and again Pirlo with the excuses at at the post interview, like, come on, man, shut up. And and he's and he's saying too, oh, we're we we have a chance to to go on top. We're gonna win the Scudetto. Get out of here, man. Go shoot another prank team pro V commercial. Ah, fanculo. Pilo, I love you as a player, buddy, but as a coach, I just don't understand you. And I'm not going to give you too much shit because you weren't ready. You were thrown into the U21s a couple weeks, and then you were thrown into the Wolves with Juventus senior team because Juve were too cheap to get a coach. Yes, I get it. They're, they're still with the, at the time, the Saudi contract. They still own the money, whatever, but you're Juventus. Money should be a problem for you guys at all. So I think they really should have got a higher caliber coach. I've been saying this year in and year out. Juventus cheap out on coaches. I mean, again, Saudi, okay, you could argue Saudi, you know, here and there. But I feel like they're not getting that kind of all-star kind of coach, that European coach. I, I want to say Zidane, but Zidane's kind of up and down and stuff like that. There has been, There was rumors over the summer. Very, very, like, little rumors. Nothing kind of crazy, but... Everyone's saying get Zidane, get Zidane. That would have been cool. I mean, Ronaldo Zidane pair up. That would have been not bad. But Juventus, I feel like that, you know, I think this season is just obviously gun for Champions League, win a cup under their belt, and kind of that's it. That's all she wrote. Atlanta beating Sampdoria 2 nothing. No problems for Atlanta there. Uh, coming off that loss from Real Madrid with the Champions League, that, that kind of pen. Again, I, I still think it was a pen. The movement from the player... Clinton Mendy, he was pushing, he, he was from behind too, and he just pushed him. There's a pivot in his arm. It's like he was throwing a punch from behind. It, it, was, it was a pen, slightly though, slightly a pen. I mean, I get where other people are coming from. Oh, it was too harsh and this and that. I get it, but I, I still think it was a pen. Croutons, a.k.a. Crotone, uh, coming out of a loss with Cagliari 2-0. Cagliari, uh, Cagliari, sorry, really needed that win. Uh, I know they're going to be to good as toast uh, in a sense. Even though picking up that red card, they did manage bagging those two goals. So we'll see what happens. It is kind of a, a race out of that regulation zone. But I th um, I think that it's it's time that they're going to go down. I think it's safe to say that. Genoa and Inter. I really, really was hoping um, 
Uh, by the way, shout out to Genoa CFC Canada. Thank you for coming on on our uh, Culture Tears podcast. If you're listening, buddy, Fabrizio, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was a great episode too. It. I was really hoping Genoa would give Inter a hard time, seeing how they're coming off their hot form. Yeah, they're picking up a little bit more draws and wins, but again, they've been really giving teams a tough time. But after the you know Lukaku scoring those goals after a matter of seconds, I was like, okay, they're toast. See you later. Like I mean, and it's Inter. I can't really give Genoa too much uh, shit or anything like that. It was it was Inter. Inter's solid. Lukaku's a beast. He's not human. I think he's cousins with the Hulk or something like that. Twice removed. And uh, who knows? Udinese coming with a tight, 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 tight like a tiger win against Fiorentina. Again, Fiorentina, I feel like this is a team that goes two steps forward, 100 steps back. They come off a win, then they lose or they tie. This team needs to literally scrap to the bare bone and start over. They need to stop spending money on players that they don't need. Ribéry is he's kind of owing up to his valuation a little bit, but that injury... While back did kind of hinder him. Same with you know Boateng, you know buying him, making a big deal about it, and uh, nothing against Boateng. Don't get me wrong. I feel like the whole marketing scheme was just kind of overdoing it. And the next thing you know, he's he went to Benfica's and stuff like that. Now he's at Mozza with Balotelli, and now you know what he means. So I think they should just focus on youth. They should really kind of obviously rebuild. If they're going to spend the money, buy a, a quality player that's not over 30, that's it's going to be impossible. Don't get me wrong. If maximum 30, that's it. Not a 32-year-old, 33, 35-year-old. They don't. You guys don't need that. You don't need that in the squad, right? So, I mean, the president too needs to stop blowing smoke everybody's ass. I've said this time and time again. He needs to stop being a hardhead. Start making, stop making excuses and bitching about the other teams and stuff like that. Sit down, make up a new plan, and then execute it. If you want to be the longtime president of Fiorentina, which I'm sure you want to be, right? Napoli against Benevento. Now, this game was kind of silly and ridiculous. Napoli celebrating like they won the World Cup. I mean, it was kind of, it looked stupid. Like, good win for Napoli, but come on, guys. Like, Martins was a celebration. I know it's a celebration, but just the energy and the way that they were celebrating, it was like, guys, you didn't, like, nothing special. Like, not to talk down to Benevento. I think they've been doing a good team, too, and they've been giving other teams a tough time as well. I just think that to celebrate like that, like, that was a little, meh. It was too much, guys. I get it. You're happy. And, and they got the red card, too, which kind of... Like, I, again, I don't know why you need to celebrate that much of a big win. If, if it was Juventus, if it was Milan, if it was any of the top five, six teams or top four teams, sorry, then okay. But Benevento, like, meh. Come on, guys. Now, the Roma-Milan game. We're going to talk about this real quick. Now, I was talking to my, my buddy, Elliot. He was fuming. I feel like Roma coming into this game were obviously strong. They were, you know, with the whole Zeko situation. Uh, kind of earning his stripes a little bit with the Braga game as well, the second leg, and playing him well. Obviously, I think he's still going to be leaving. He's just, I think at this point, trying to leave at a high note with Roma and and try to be as a, as a key player as much as he can. With the penalty, I think that it wasn't a penalty. I just, I don't know. I, think, I don't think it wasn't a penalty at all. Uh, I just... The ref seemed sure it was, and then he went to go check and check the VAR and everything. It may be close in a sense, but I don't think it was. I think it was just kind of, it was too over, I think it was too harsh. It was too too active and stuff like that. Um, 
I mean, look at Roma's, you know, starting 11, really strong team. Uh, Marial over there, just Roma's 21, amazing player. Uh, obviously, Zeko, um, you know, not playing. Obviously, that, that kind of hindered him a little bit. But looking into the, the other kind of players and stuff like that, uh, Verdut, Jordan Verdut, my God, he's a hell of a player. I don't care what anybody says. I think he's a great player. Obviously, he had shaky times with other teams with Villa and then kind of earning his stripes back with Fiorentina then being bought by Roma. I think that this guy should have a vice captaincy or or something. I I think he should have a more of an important role because this guy he's he's like the man that you look up to if you're looking into any problems. He always finds a way to kind of correct those problems 9 times out of 10. Obviously he's not perfect, but I mean I think he's a great player. Mkhitaryan played well. I, I think the whole squad played well. I think it's just little silly mistakes here and there from both sides, I think. I really thought it was going to be a 2-2 draw. We always see this Roma-Milan side being strong coming in, and they always come out with a draw. I was hoping for a draw. At the end of the day, though, Milan needed this win, or else their title chances were getting very slim. Zlatan's confident that they're going to get regain the spot. Who knows? I would like that, but again, Inter's just kind of checking all the boxes at the moment so it'd be really hard to kind of you know what i mean kind of do that and stuff like that so rebeach as well he's playing well so I, at the end of the day it was a good game again i don't think it was a penalty uh tomori starting over over the captain there that was uh that was pretty good to to see in a sense a little change nothing against anybody else but it was good to see you know him to kind of earn his stripes ramignoli obviously he's there he's the captain I don't think that caused any friction. If it was a continuous thing, okay, I can see that. But, I mean, it was very good to, to see uh, our Canadian roots kind of uh, shine in, in City A. Uh, now, more kind of on the topic of City A, and, and uh, we're going to move on to Inter a little bit. We're going to go back to them. They're ending their 27-year sponsorship deal uh, with Pirelli. And... I can remember that it was like the dinosaur ages since they've, they've been with this uh, this company. I believe it was 95, 96 season. That's when they started. And reading the tweets, like hilarious. Like some of them are, are sad, obviously. But uh, someone wrote, uh, this sounds like a divorce for Inter Milan. Is uh, Parelli Pele's Inter Milan, right? So pretty much it was... Uh, it's pretty much the guy I was saying it was kind of like I felt like a, a divorce, which it kind of like twenty seven years with a sponsorship. That's a long. I think they're the longest. I think, uh, I think Samsung with Chelsea that was a long time, but I think Pirelli like I'll go Baywin with Real Madrid. I believe that was a couple years, but yeah, I think Pirelli was. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, that was like the longest sponsorship. So obviously it's going to be a, a, a more of a Oriental, Asian kind of sponsorship. I'm assuming. Obviously, the the team has to go in a kind not rebuild within the squad, but as a marketing kind of side of it with the new logo, and now with the new kind of sponsorship. So sad to see, very sad to see. So R I P Pirelli. Thank you so much. Now moving on to the Prem, the Premier League, uh, Man City beating a an impressive, I gotta say, an impressive West Ham this season. I actually started a West Ham career mode literally yesterday just because I've been so fascinated with them. And uh, me living in, in Barrie, Ontario, there's a, a lot of Hammer fans out here. Surprising Newcastle and Hammer fans secretly. Like, I think they have 
like a secret base somewhere. So it's very good to see. I, I, again, my last episode I said it's very good to see a lot of, uh, you know, different teams competing for Europe. Kind of a little bit of a change, a little mix there. So West Ham kind of qualifying for even Europa. Your Champions League would be amazing. But Europa, just still, that would be a big, big accomplishment for David Moyes and his men. Uh, there is rumors that uh, Tammy uh, Abraham there, he might be going to West Ham. I think that'd be a great signing, even though he's going to be playing for one of his rivals. I think that uh, Tommy Boy there at Chelsea, you know, leading the the helm, I don't think that he's confident in, in Tammy yet, which is, just, I don't think that's right. I think Tammy's a, an ex- excellent striker. We've seen that kind of a lot of examples there time in and time out. So I, I hope that he gets more playing time. Maybe a loan would be kind of makes more sense until... Kind of that starting position frees up a little bit, and then you can kind of squeeze him in there next the next season or the next season after that. West Ham, sorry, West Brom and Brighton. This was a crazy, crazy game. Woodwork, penalty, you name it. Crazy, crazy game. Uh, Aston Villa squeezing past Leeds United one mil. Wolves and Newcastle. I was freaking hoping Wolves would, would come. Like I don't get with Wolves right now. They're not the Wolves from last season. I think. Um, uh, Torre there, I, I think he's kind of uh, his shine and and his kind of skill is kind of dimming a little bit. I, I just, I don't know, he's, I don't think he even scored a goal yet yet in the Prem. I think he scored, uh, I don't think he did. I, no, Ruben Nelvis scored this goal. Yeah, I, I just caught a, bl- a glimpse of this, this game, but yeah, he's still yet to score a goal, I'm pretty sure, so... Uh, it's it's tough. I I mean, obviously the new haircuts, the March Simpson haircuts, not helping him, uh, and and kind of putting that baby oil. He looks like he's getting ready to shoot a porno with that oil on. He puts too much, man. Like you don't need to put oil on. And the fact that he like, he's a big guy. He's he's built like a shit brick house. And there's been players that have been like complaining and saying like, dude, like I barely hit you, and you're going flying. Like what are you doing? You're you're like the, you know. You're monster, and what are you doing? Like flying like a like a paper bag. I get it. He's trying to. It's a strategy part to stop the the fouls to restart the play. I get it. Wolves are known for that. But uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's just it doesn't make sense. Wolves are obviously they're safe, but for next season, I think that if if they're going to continue this kind of weird form, they're going to be in trouble for sure. They're going to be. Obviously, this summer, people are going to be buying into Wolves. They're going to be looking at players. I don't think uh, a number of them are going to stay this season. I think a lot of them want to compete in Europe, as they should. So, we'll we'll see where kind of it lies there. Uh, Fulham, and Crystal, um, Fulham and Crystal Palace, 0-0. Arsenal, fucking kill in Leicester City, 3-1. Very good game there. I think that Leicester City were caught off guard. Uh, especially with that Europa League kind of uh, loss there. So it was kind of very tough to see Leicester City's suffered that defeat against Arsenal. I, I know Leicester City had some tough times against Arsenal over the past. So uh, Arsenal just come up with the win. And um, Arsenal's got a, a, a good young squad. Baca's just amazing. Uh, hopefully they can kind of keep them there unless I can maybe see Man City sweeping them up. We've, we've seen Man City kind of... Um, buy out Arsenal players and just kind of use Arsenal as a secondhand store. It's like, okay, give me that, and I'll throw them in the starting 11. I'll make him even greater of a player. So we've seen that in the past for sure. 
Um, Tottenham versus Burnley. Now, did anybody see that Roy Keane in, in um, that Redknapp kind of uh, Jamie Redknapp uh, interview? It was crazy. Jamie Redknapp being the son of Harry Red, Redknapp, the, the famous Spurs coach there. It was just crazy. They were going back and forth and, and just arguing about the Spurs team. And they made both valid points and stuff like that. You guys just got to watch it. Like, I don't want to get too into it, but I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But you got to watch it. Uh, Roy Keane, I, he's got to see one of one of my favorite players, not on the pitch, but off the pitch as well, too. Just he's not scared to say what he needs to say. He's 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 raw. He's real. He doesn't. There's no, you know, filter with him. He just says what he says. That's it. And he's a leader of a, I've read one of his books as well, too. And it was oh, such a great book. And he was telling me about the interview, uh, the dismissal with Fergie there and. And he said in one of one of the podcasts too, and it's just it's great, guys. If if you want to like kind of dive deep in a, in an interesting person in football, literally look up Roy Keane. Obviously, we all know who he is, but his story and everything like that. Look into it, guys. It's it's fascinating for sure. Uh, Chelsea, Man United. Now that that was a very very tough game. I think that it was a penalty for sure. That definitely hit uh, Odie's hand there. I. I was I was really appalled when it wasn't. It was crazy, crazy. It it, it literally hit his hand, and it was funny with all the memes and people saying, "Oh, I got engaged," and it looked like it's a ring on Buddy's finger. So I uh, I feel for Ollie and his men. Shaw apparently too. He's he's been saying some stuff and Maguire. Obviously, they've been getting a little bit of heat about the comments they've made, uh, but I don't blame them. I think that that should have been a penalty. That's it. Uh, no no point about that. Um, Liverpool um, beating Sheffield United. Honestly, this was a, a dicey game for me because I thought they may have a, a, a tough time. But hang on before anybody starts like fucking freaking out on me. Just hear me out. Obviously, the the injuries, the the poor form recently, stuff like that. I was nervous. I I didn't think it was going to be a tie. No, no, sorry. I didn't think it was going to be a loss. I thought it was going to be a, more of a tie. The Blades obviously you know, losing 20 out of 25 games. Obviously they've been showing a little bit of a spark, but you never know. I mean, look at Southampton, different teams, of course, but they beat Liverpool, you know, Liverpool uh, this season have been having some tough times with these smaller teams, but thank God Liverpool beat them and, and stuff like that. So it was kind of a um, easy game for them, for the Reds, Everton versus Southampton, Everton, I thought this was going to be an easier game for Everton. I thought they were going to squeeze past at least 2-0, but that that wasn't the case. So, um, it is what it is there. Let's uh, go quickly on La Liga. Uh, Levante Athletic Bobao 1-1 with Athletic Bobao picking up a red. A uh, lot of ties, uh, I think so, for this weekend. Yeah, for sure. A couple ties here and there. Uh, Ibar and Hehuska uh, 1-1. Barcelona Another one for Barcelona. I think they they they're doing pretty well now. Now the rumor with uh, Mikel Terra uh, Terra sorry going to Barca, it's not happening. Ro- uh, Ronald Koeman is is there to stay. I think it would be a disaster. Oh, that would be a disaster. Nothing against uh, Terra. I think he's an okay coach, but for Barca, I think Barca is gonna be doing this. If he was gonna go there. I was going to say, okay, you guys are doing this on purpose now because time in and time in out again, you've been getting these ridiculous coaches. You've been getting coaches from, you know, ex-Balbao coaches, Real Batiste coaches, this and that. Like, come on, guys. 
now they've got Coleman. You've got someone with an impressive resume. You've got someone who's played for the squad. You've got someone who's, who obviously speaks the language pretty well too, aside from the other managers. And he knows kind of, he's kind of putting his own system. Obviously, it's going to take time. No one's expecting them to win big, big, big this season, especially with that loss on the Champions League against PSG. I don't think they're going to come back from that. It would be a miracle if they do. But uh, they've been okay. They've been all right. Are they going to win the Liga? I don't think so. I think Atletico Madrid, even though they've been coming off, I think, uh, kind of a poor form right now, I think they're going to they're gonna win it for sure. I don't think that uh, Barca are going to... I mean, you, you look at the points, 58 to 53, it, it could be close. Uh, Real right behind them with the points, uh, tied at 53 with Barca. So who knows? But I, I, I'm hoping and praying Atletico because I'm an Atletico Madrid fan. So I'm hopefully that would uh, that Atletico would give the upset for sure. And good on Jao Felix, you know, winning a, a major kind of title with uh, with Atletico in his in his second season. That would be kind of good. Asuno and Alvarez, uh, Alvarez, sorry, Asuna beating one nothing. Gatafe, poof, smashing of Valencia, just smashing them, three nothing. Celta Vigo, Valderoid at one one. Real Betis and Cadiz, 1 mil for Real Betis. Granada, again, impressing everybody against easy employment and easier an opponent, sorry. But again, Granada, this team's been really a dark horse in La Liga. I think they're going to, if they keep everything going well, I think they're going to do good this season. And then if they acquire, you know, catch attention from other players as well, I think they're going to do uh, very good come next season as well. Uh, Atletico, no problems with Villarreal, and then Real Madrid and Sociedad, really scrappy game. It's a one-one. Real Madrid could have could have got the the lead in this one, but unfortunately they did not. And uh, let's lastly talk about some Bundesliga. Uh, I won't talk about league. Uh, I'm I just meh. I just didn't feel like uh. I know I've been kind of shitting on uh, Liga a little bit. I will next episode, but this one I was like, I'll just leave it alone. Uh, but I'll just uh, well, continue on with Bundesliga. And we'll start off with Wendell Brandon beating Frankfurt to one. This was a, an upset for sure. Uh, Frankfurt coming off like a, a hot, hot kind of form, especially with Silva. Atletico Madrid, Manchester United, Arsenal, one of the few teams, uh, just a number of teams that are after Silva. Milan might be after him too, but I think that's going to be really complicated because of the past kind of stuff that went on Milan, him not getting the right playing time. Obviously, different coach, different atmosphere, but I I don't think that would be a right fit for him to go back to Serie A. I think Atletico Madrid would be make way more sense, you know, pair up with with Suarez, João Felix, and him. Oh, it would be a freaking an amazing three up front, really good three. So I want to see that happening for sure. So Atletico, wake up, eat some enchiladas or whatever you guys eat over there in Spain, and uh, buy some buy some Silva, okay? Uh, Bayern Munich smashing through Cologne, like smashing them like it was not even funny. It was like the Lazio game, just fucking easiest pie. They didn't care. Stugazzo, Stugazzo, Stugart, uh, beating Schalke 5-1. What a game that was. Uh, Dortmund beating Armenia 3-0. Wolfsburg and Hertha uh, 2-0 there. Um, Red Bull Leisbing coming off a crazy, crazy game. They were down 2-0 and then catching up. 
and uh, it was uh, it was a really good really good game. I enjoyed it. And Alexander Soloth with like the 90th plus three banger, like poof. It was uh, it was a good game for sure. Union Berlin and Hoffenheim one one. Mainz and Augsburg, Augsburg coming off with that win there. And Freiburg beating Leverkusen two one. We're seeing a Leverkusen that's a little lost right now. I mean, losing against young boys and stuff like that. Uh, in Europa League, so I guess they were just kind of focusing more on the uh, Bundesliga. We saw them being in first for a little bit this past season, but uh, they they better kind of smarten up right now because it's not looking too good for them in in the table, sitting at sixth, um, picking up some some you know draws, but you know mostly it's it's the the losses that are hindering them as well too. So uh, these guys need to kind of kind of smarten up because Union Berlin and Freiburg they're kind of they're there they're catching up so I mean they really got to smarten up if they want to kind of be in that uh, European qualification spot so yeah all right guys so this concludes our episode of the kick and cleats tune in next week uh, like I said I'm gonna try to get all the midweek uh, results in my story I know I was just looking at the results a little bit now. Napoli with Sassuolo. Two crazy last-minute penalties. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, again, I'll be posting everything there. Uh, more kind of projects and announcements coming up. I'll be hopefully having a guest. I'll announce the guest, I believe, on my story, hopefully. Uh, then next week or the week after, I'll have this guest on. Uh, very, very special guest. What he's doing right now is awesome i think it's it's great for you know up and coming players players that are training and uh, so on and so forth so guys tune in thank you so much and again i gotta say again manja okay ciao guys